It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Bean. It's November 12th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, my guy sitting in the studio with me right now is just on 10 right now. Rightfully ear so. Ear to ear, baby. My goodness. Cheeks are rosy over there. He doesn't know what to do with himself no, right don't. now. Because not only did the Buckeyes get it done up in East Lansing, but... His squad, the Chi-Town Bears up in Motown, brought in Matthew Stafford and the Baby Lions and put it on them. Come on. You come to Chicago, baby. You best not be messed with, all right? And Ohio State traveled up to Michigan, got the job done. Bears entertained the Lions. A team from Michigan came over to the Windy City and got whooped up on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Khalil Mack comes back. Allen Robinson comes back. Those guys go nuts. Robinson with two touchdowns on the day. Mack with two sacks. Young Mitchie boy just running all over the place, man. Best running, what's his best name? Mitchie boy, ten god, <laughs> ten god, best running back, best running back in the league. You heard it right here, Mitch Trubisky, wait, best wait running back in the league. Public service announcement. Yeah. What did you just best drop right there? Running back in the league, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but no, man, I'm feeling great today. Uh, Bears are six and three, got the lead in the division, and a uh, a massive one well, coming up this week, Sunday huge. night football. The road mm. to the NFC North leads through Chicago. Sure and if does, you want to win that championship, you got to come to Chi Town. You got to get it done. And so the Vikes coming in, the Purple People Eaters coming into Chicago, going into Soldier Soldier Field after a bye week, entertaining the Bears. So man, yeah, I'm um, I yeah, I'm on cloud nine right now. You got to be on cloud nine because your team is playing at a ridiculously high level, especially on look on the offensive side of the ball. And the defense has been lights out, but you get what you got yesterday from Allen Robinson and all those cats, man. My goodness, so you're feeling good. Mm. Um, but man, look, I got something to be excited about too. Sure, my score, of course, because eight balls about to be unleashed this yeah, week on is. the Cincinnati Bengals. Bad defense. Like, uh, Lamar Jackson's about to get busy this week, so I'm really excited about that. But but before that, how was the rest of your weekend? I ate some good chicken wings yesterday. Had Did some you? pizza Where'd you yesterday. Go? Uh, where roosters? was I at yesterday? Gallows. You heard of Gallows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gallows yeah. was up there. Had some good wings yesterday. That was really good. Also had some pizza late at night, so I ate good. And uh, no, I didn't have to worry about my Ravens losing. So I had a good weekend, man. Other than it being ridiculously cold outside. Yeah, it was cold. Like it's and, here uh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's winter. Here. Winter is coming. The Night it's, King uh, has arrived. That's right. He's blowing his cold. Uh, his ice cold. Dragon. He's he's here. <laughs> and uh, no, man, my weekend was good. Was hanging out here on Saturday. Um, you know, T Bone and I host Common Man and T Bone right here on the fan from three to six. Yeah. We were in the we were in the studio. We were watching the Ohio State game, of course. But uh, you know, we were uh, we were also watching the uh, Bayern Munich Borussia Dortmund game, which was great. Their mm-hmm. classicer, one of the oldest rivalries in all of sports. Uh, that sucker got going. Dortmund won three to two. It was good. And then on Sunday, uh, Meredith and I woke up yesterday morning, went out and ate breakfast. I Man. went to uh, I went to Endeavor, which is a great local brewery we got here in town. I watched Manchester United. To get their ass kicked by Manchester City, which sucked, but whatever, you can't do it anything. Happens. Can't do anything about that, all right. And then uh, went somewhere else to watch the Bears game. And then four o'clock, the Buckeyes basketball team was playing. That was great. Was home watching that. And then a uh, little nightcap yesterday. Unfortunately, the Columbus Crew lost three to nothing. They're out of the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, it was a uh, overall, Maddie. It was a, it was a great 
great sports weekend. It really was. And uh, look, the Buckeyes went to East Lansing and got this thing done 26 to 6. And if I told you, Beam, that one team was going to have 54 yards rushing yeah. and one team was going to have 120 yards rushing, I think you and I would both have picked that sure. that team would be Michigan State that Absolutely. had 120 yards rushing. And the Buckeyes were the ones that had 54 because of what we talked about on Friday. I mean, this was the number one rushing defense in the entire country. Mm-hmm. They had what they gave up an average of 71 yards per game. That'd right. be a Michigan State. And Ohio State accepted the challenge that you and I threw out there for the last couple of weeks. Look, we saw what they did against Nebraska. We weren't necessarily buying into that because we've seen teams in the gash Nebraska all year long. So we had to pat them on the back a little bit. But it was a wait and see thing for us because we wanted to see them go and get East Lansing and go against this defense who we knew was really good at between the tackles and stopping the run. And Mike Weber in that offensive line said, you know what, we're going to accept your challenge and we're going to send a plate of crow to your address and you're going to eat it throughout the entire week. And I'll gladly do it, right? Because they got the job done. Shout out to those guys. They did what they were supposed to do. Mike Weber, 22 carries, a buck 04, 4.7 a pop and one TD. Uh, And then J.K. Dobbins didn't throw a 28 yards. But, I mean, you got to give a lot of love to Mike Weber in this offensive line because they stepped up, balled out, and uh, they won the battle in the mosh pit. So salute to them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think this was a team, Maddie, who has really galvanized uh, the past couple of weeks uh I told you on Friday you know the biggest reason why I guess that you know I wasn't worried and you know here in Columbus a lot of people were worried about this game heading up to Michigan State heading up to East Lansing uh and a lot of people were worried about this and you know I would be a liar if I said that I wasn't worried but the reason why I wasn't as worried uh I think as a lot of people is because I didn't know what Michigan State was like I've, I've watched every Ohio State game this year right and I could tell like you know you don't need your best to play Michigan State if they have a bad day on offense. And you look at that, they had an atrocious day. And exactly what you said, you know, those 54 rushing yards that they allowed – 47 of those yards came on one play from mm-hmm. Rocky Lombardi yep. when he took it 47 yards down the sideline yep. on a little keeper option. But, yeah, uh, you look at this offensive line, you look at Mike Weber, obviously there's some things that you can still get better at sure. because Isaiah Pr- uh, yeah, excuse me, Isaiah Prince, Pr- yes. Isaiah Prince mm-hmm. he was getting his butt kicked at the beginning of that game. I mean, his head was down. down. He had a couple of false start penalties now, talk again. talk about that a little bit because you played yeah. offensive line. So talk about how bad that is when your head is down down well I mean it's you know it's like anything uh, whether you're you know driving just you know you can't keep your head down uh because when that happens Maddie like let's you know for instance let's say you're the linebacker and mm-hmm. I'm running at you or you're a defensive end whatever yeah. position you are right you know your first instinct as a defensive lineman or a linebacker is to look at the guy coming at you and say like immediately like how am I going to beat you so if you have a big 300 350 pound offensive lineman running at you with his head down right who is ducking What's so easy is you can step left, you can step right, you can swim move, you can get him out of the way, (laughs) you can do anything that you want. So it's so key to always keep your head up if you're an offensive lineman. Like, bring your shoulders back. Bring your shoulders back like you're doing some shrugs or something Mm -hmm. like that. Make sure your neck is bowed and your head is always up because if your head's down, that's going to lead you down so many bad paths. Your balance is already off off center. Some guy can just take your shoulder pads, throw you down, no big deal. You can't see where you're going. If you don't keep your head up, you're not going to see who you're hitting. And so it's all, and then it's the same thing as it goes for running backs, Matt. If you have your head down as a running back, Mm -hmm. you may not be able to see the holes. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to see the gaps, who's going to come at you, which leads you to be, you know, not get through 
through the holes and get hit harder right. uh, if you have your head down. But you know, as an offensive lineman, it's the same thing. If you don't keep your eyeballs upfield, then you just—it's like a death warrant from the the second that you start your play. And right. these defensive linemen, you know, for Michigan State, and give them credit because I think the defensive line for Michigan State—I thought the linebackers played a really good game. They did. Uh, it was a tough task for them because their offense was so poor all day that those guys were just getting grinded down by yep. the end of the game, which allowed for Ohio State to really go out there uh, and put their mark on the game in the run game. But yeah, it's just it was a. I thought it was a sloppy performance from the offensive line. You talk about Michael Jordan, few key missed snaps there. I thought they played okay. Like I think there were some instances where they were bad, but overall, because of who they were going against, I thought I was pretty impressed. I'm with you that some of those plays were really bad, but I think you got to give Kenny Willickis some credit yeah, too, number 48, because yeah, he was doing that to Michigan too. And sure. Michigan's offensive line has been playing well. So no, I, I'm yeah. with you that those guys had some bad plays, but mm-hmm. I thought overall from what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, Beam, that they played a lot better better, right? Because I wasn't expecting this at all. I was expecting even half of the rushing yards sure. that they got. If you told me they got 60 instead of 120, mm-hmm. I would have believed that. But no, I'm so glad you broke that down because it's the same thing on defense too, right? They say, you see what you hit. See what you hit and you have to have that. And so that Isaiah Prince, that's unacceptable. And look, when you Especially talk about... Especially as a captain, man. If you're a freshman or something like that, right, understandable. You know, you're Thayer Munford, you're Malcolm Pridgen. If right. you're a young guy in this offensive line, yeah. I can understand how that happens. But Isaiah Prince is at a place right now where he is one of the most tenured offensive linemen that Ohio State has ever had. He's played in so many games. No doubt. All right? No doubt. And so this is the right tackle for your team. This is a captain for your team. You just need to expect more out of him. I and agree. I think it's just it's something that, you know, Ohio State is not getting right now. No. And if he were to go out and play at 100% of his capacity yeah. every single game, the guy would be an absolute be wrecking ball. He's a monster. Right? And here's the thing. He's got to tighten it up this week because, yeah. look, the two monsters that are coming off the edge in, what, 12 days? Mm-hmm. Um, Winovich and Rashawn Gary? It could be a long day sure. if he's playing like that. So, no, I, I'm with you that there was a handful of plays that were really, really bad. But I think when you look at the totality of the performance with Mike Weber, I thought they played uh, pretty well. I'll let you know about Sling TV right now. We'll come back, play some urban, talk about the offensive side of the ball beam. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month. You get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love. Only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going on slingtv.com slash locked on. That's slingtv.com slash locked on. We'll be back here in a second. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. I want to make a quick correction. That's just sling.com slash locked on, sling.com slash locked on. All right, so here's Urban Meyer. Well, first of all, before we get into Urban Meyer, what Mm -hmm. he saw offensively, we saw the package. It was it was unveiled. We saw it. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Talked about it last week. We right talked here. about in yeah. the area that we knew it was coming in. That was the red zone, and they went to it. And look, it it, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Right? Is that fair to say? Sure. Um, when you talk about just one carry for five yards, but it's a wrinkle, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something that we predicted. I think that they wanted to get on film because of that's going to be something that Don Brown's going to have to study when they come down here and we're about to Martell. Uh, I still didn't love it at the time, but it's something that I think may give you a bit of a competitive advantage because now defenses are going to have to prepare for two different quarterbacks, especially when you get down into the red zone. Your thoughts on the little bit of Tate Martell that we saw in East Lansing? No, I thought he was, you know, for the for the time that he played in the game, Maddie, I thought he was good. You know, you, you look at Tate Martell and you know exactly what he brings to this football team. He is a slippery cat out of the backfield. Uh, so anytime that... 
Dwayne Haskins, you know, kind of refuses to run the ball in these situations. You throw in Tate, uh, and you're right. We we 100% knew that this was coming. Uh, Ohio State's red zone failures this season have been huge. Um, you know, the fact that you know we sat here and we talked about a couple of weeks ago against Purdue. It's like you you know you have first and ten inside the red zone, or really inside the ten yard line against Purdue, and you throw the ball three times in a row. Yeah. You know, where's that Ohio State team that just feeds the ball? You know, quarterback run, halfback run, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but I thought, you know, for the fact that Tate Martell got in, you know, it was it was pretty interesting to see him run that because it's something that Ohio State hasn't done all year. All year. You know, Dwayne Haskins always defers to his running backs, which yep. I'm fine with because you know those guys are good. Yes. If your offensive line is doing what they need to do, giving those guys room, there's no reason why those running backs shouldn't have success mm-hmm. in this offense. And so, you know, with Dwayne Haskins not being the most mobile of guys, not being nearly as mobile as Tate Martell is, I think it was the right time to deploy it. And now listen, you know, you and I have talked so many times about whether or not we actually like them doing this. I personally don't, but what I saw out of it, I saw it was good because it is a wrinkle. It, you know, yes, and you're going to need wrinkles right. against that defense. You're not going to be able to go up because with Michigan, this is that's going to be the number one overall defense in the entire country, unless for some reason Indiana gives them a game, which I don't think is going to happen this week. So, no, that to me is something that I think can work in your favor. It's just I don't know if we want to see too much of it. Here's Urban uh, talking about number eighteen. Oh, it's just it's hard yardage down there, and so we're just kind of researching, and then uh, uh, we had a turnover down there. But he's a guy. I, I think we're gonna do more of that. You know, it's just that's uh, when you start to get in that part of the field, it's it's rugged, uh, especially against a defense like that. So uh, I, I hope to use him more. This is the one guy that loves it the most sure. right there. You just yeah. heard in his voice that he is excited about what that can bring to the team because that brings back all the muscle memory of a coach like Urban Meyer. This is what he's done for his entire career is he's had a guy like Tate Martell. So, no, you and I, we're not going to love it. I think you'll see it definitely more of it this week against Michigan, who should be an inferior opponent. You should be able to move them off the ball the way you have Nebraska and the way you did Michigan State uh, running the ball. Now I have much higher expectations for what you should do down in the trenches, right? So now you're going to talk about adding Tate Martell to that mix, some RPO stuff, uh, just keeping the defense on their heels. It's definitely going to be something they use. And if Urban's signing off on it the way he just did after the game, then I think Buckeye fans should open up to this. I don't know if Dwayne's going to love it, but if it's going to help Ohio State win some games and put more points on the board, I guess that's the ultimate goal, and that's got to be what they roll with. Yeah, that's what it all comes down to, is just winning college football games. And so they go into a tough environment, tough environment against Michigan State, got the job done. But, you know, what I'm going to be interested in, Maddie, is um, is really watching Tate Martell this coming week against Maryland. You know, if he gets entered into the game and if he runs everything, um, you know, and then you head into that Michigan game, you know, the biggest game of Ohio State season, the biggest game of Michigan season, you head into that game. And if he has not thrown the ball out of that set, right. you know, what can you what can you do? I mean, maybe you put Dwayne Haskins on the, on the field at the same time as Tate. If you put Tate in the game and he runs a, you know, an RPO where guys are just keying on him, maybe like a third and one or a fourth and one situation where you put Tate Martell into the game and it's like, all right, this is going to be a quarterback run for sure. Uh, And then maybe something happens over the middle. You get a ball over the top that maybe he can drop back, he can pass it. So there's so many different variances. And so I really, truly believe that you know, without Tate Martell this past week, Ohio State still would have won the game. Yeah. But that was for Michigan. 
that was a wrinkle that was, was thrown into 100%. the game for Michigan. Now, it may end up helping Ohio State in the long run Maybe. by getting a quarterback who can run in right. these situations, but that was a wrinkle specifically no thrown in there to keep Don Brown up, yep. to keep him in the office for five or six more hours, no game doubt. planning on every single thing they could see against Ohio State. No doubt. And I think real quick, um, a guy that just jumped off my screen, not a lot of damage done in the t- statistical standpoint uh, being, but Chris Olave. I yeah, was impressed, man, too. with those two catches that he had. And it looked like, to me, he's getting Benjamin Victor's minutes. Yeah. Is that safe to say? I think it was. Which is a big yeah. disappointment for me because you know how high I was on him coming out of that Penn State game. He had Everyone those, was. He had those amazing catches, the one that he went to the house that was absolutely clutch and you needed that at that moment. But, man, I mean, Benjamin Victor, um, this is not a good sign. when you got a true freshman coming in and taking your spot to me is what it seemed like in this game against Michigan State. So he's a guy that jumped out to me. But, I mean, my goodness, a guy like Terry McLaurin, Mr. kind of just do it all, right? Mr. Consistency. I know he had the one pass that went deep. I know some people were saying he should have dove for it earlier in the game, but, I'm not going to kill him too much for that. Um, who knows what he was thinking at the moment. But to me, he stepped up and played really, really well. You talk about five catches for 63 yards, 12 and a half a pop, um, and his long of 21. He was really impressive, and not to mention he did his part on the special teams oh, as well God. because with those punts with Drew Chrisman, I mean, my goodness. how Look, everybody was freaking out when he shanked the one early in the game. Was it four or five yards? That punt was four yards, four yards um, early in the game there. Everybody was freaking out, but he turned out to be the MVP in my mind of that game. Yeah, me Outside too. Outside of the offensive line and running back. I mean, yeah. Mike Weber. I mean, you got to give Drew Crispin some love. Of course you do. I mean, he, this was a guy, Matty, who had nine punts. And I was, I'm telling you, I was sitting back here and I was watching the game with T Bone. And um, before that first punt, and Drew Crispin comes out of the field, I said it. I said it to Bone. And I'm just like, Drew Crispin has had a great year this year. Yeah. And then he shanks it for four yards. And I was like, <laughs> of course, of course that happens when I say, you know, you never talk about punters. And even after right. the game in the press conference, Urban was like, our punter had a great day. He didn't even talk about Drew Chrisman. Yeah. He didn't even name Drew Chrisman by name. But this is a guy, man, nine punts on the day. Um, you know, it was a rough, rough game for Ohio State, but you knew that's exactly what it was going to be. Of course. Um, nine punts, six of them downed inside of the six-yard Incredible. line. And a lot of that is thanks to Terry McLaurin and those gunners. Johnny Dixon. Johnny Dixon. Yes. Everyone. And so you can talk about Terry McLaurin all you want, and you know I think he is a a good college football Mm -hmm. receiver. I don't know what he'll do at the next level, but that is a guy – if nothing else, if he doesn't crack a roster and you know start at wide receiver and get any catches, this is a guy who is going to have a living, and he will special feast. Teams ace. He will feast on special yes. teams at the next level. You know, he kind of reminds me of is a guy like Matthew Slater for New England for sure. a decade plus, made some Pro Bowls, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, Pro Bowls for being a special teams ace and a gunner. Real quick, we'll play another Urban clip, and then Beam will let you know about our people from Sling TV. Here's Urban Meyer talking about the sluggish start through the first three quarters. I just we just kept playing the field position game. You know, I. I want to say everyone in six times uh, we kept them inside the 20. I'd like to hear that stat, Jerry. You said five inside the six in the second half. Five inside the six-yard line, and that's uh, in those kind of conditions. That that was to me the difference. And we always talk about the offense's job in a game like this: get two first downs, get the ball to midfield, and let's get the ball down inside the 10-yard line. Uh, I can't imagine a group that works harder than our guys at that, than uh, Drew and uh, our Gunners. And when you got a struggling defense like Ohio State has, because let's face it, another receiver mm-hmm. went for 100 yards on you again in this game. But when you have a struggling defense like they have, but when you got a really lackluster offense like Michigan State has, especially when Lewerke was in there, 
Field position was paramount for them, and they got that so many times. It turned into a touchdown. They get, what they threw up a white flag, took a safety themselves. Michigan well, State did. We'll have so, to talk about that in the next segment. Yeah, we will for but. sure. But I just think because of what Drew Christman did, it really put Ohio State in a great position to win this game because uh, Michigan State off offense was not built to drive 90 to 95 yards and put up points in the board. So shout out to him because without him, that game could have got a lot fu- real funky if field position did not go in Ohio State's favor. Yeah, and you know that Urban Meyer is a special teams guru so i'm sure he has to be absolutely loving that just flip the field on him uh but yeah it was a it was a hell of a day for drew chrisman uh i thought that he just he it was almost like he was a um it was almost like you were playing madden and you were just able to cough and corner every single thing maddie it's great and the fact that you you gave them you gave them so many uh just like and that has to suck too if you're a michigan state fan if you're a player oh man we're like you're doing your part as a defense yes. for so long right. and this dude comes out here and a punter right. makes you have to go 94 95 96 99 oh, yards great. man it was uh yeah, it was it yeah it that's was just crazy man but uh all right let me tell you about our guys from sling tv you don't want to watch the game you need to watch the game are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels that you never watch that you just want to see your team win well sling tv is the best way to watch college football for 30 dollars a month you can get espn pac-12 sec big 10 and more stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices sling tv gives you the live tv that you loved except it's only better there's no useless channels no long-term contracts no hidden fees and you can cancel it at any time sign up for sling tv and get a seven-day free trial locked on listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on go to sling and check our people out you are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so before we talk about that safety, want to let you guys know that the players of the game um, were Terry McLaurin, Mike Weber, Draymond Jones, and Drew Chrisman. So look, Drew Chrisman, uh, we just showed him some love, but Draymond Jones also, Beam, is a guy that we've been pointing out since the Bosa departure, was a veteran guy that, with all that talent that we knew had to step up, and he did that on Saturday. Yeah. That needs to continue to happen over the next uh, two weeks. So those are your players of the game, Terry McLaurin, Mike Weber, Draymond Jones, and Drew Crispin. So, Beam, um, your thoughts on the waving of the white flag safety by the Spartans? I didn't – I don't understand that at all. And I think we all talk about football coaches and how they're geniuses, and I'm sure they look at deep analytical things of the game and all this stuff, but this is something that I just fully do not understand out of D'Antonio and Michigan State. I mean, I know I listened to his postgame press conference, and he said that they were on their fourth punter. Uh, they were on a new snapper and everything like that. But the fact that, I mean, at, at that point in the game, it's seven to six. All right. It's seven to six and you are giving Ohio state free points. Yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, I, there's so many things that can happen I agree. on a punt. Yes. You could look at it and say they could block it for a safety. We could get it blocked and they could recover it for a touchdown. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. No, it does Ohio matter. state has had its problems catching the football on on punt returns over yes. the last couple of years. That's very real. You get this. You you punt it. It doesn't matter. I mean, you give Ohio State the ball at the fifty yard line. Okay, maybe they come down and score. But your defense was playing so good at that point in the game that there are so many different outcomes that can happen if you punt the ball. I'm with you. Uh, even if it's a thirty yard punt, whatever. You're not giving free points to Ohio State, and then Ohio State gets the ball back too after yeah. safety. I mean, you're giving them the ball back at like the forty yard line. Okay, right. you can punt the ball. It doesn't have to be a sixty. 
yard punt. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Maybe KJ Hill drops the ball. You you recover a fumble. Um, but there's just so many things. And for the fact that you gave Ohio State free points in a game like yeah. that, where you knew it was going to be nitty and gritty, where you're just like, no man, take the free points. That's one thing I don't understand. I think Michigan State just fully just outthought themselves mm-hmm. to death right there. I couldn't agree with you more, Beam. I just don't understand at all why you give a team like Ohio State, who is fighting for their lives right now in this point in the season, who needs all the help they can get yeah. from teams like you, from, you know, like uh, in Michigan. They need all the help they can get to get into the playoff, and you you give them. Now, again, it's only two points, but that could be the difference. And it wasn't it, the, it didn't end up being the difference, but it could have been uh, the difference, no doubt. So I, I agree with you 100% on that. Real quick before we get out of here today, something that you and I have been pointing out from the last couple of weeks that we saw turned around was who led the team in tackles. Yeah, And you had two linebackers this week Love that it. led the team in tackles. We talk about Pete Werner at seven total tackles, Tough Borland at six, and then Brendan White again. I mm-hmm. mean, Brendan White is the safety that you need yep. to be playing opposite Jordan Fuller. Yes, There's no is. more messing around with this. You know that's your guy. You can keep Sean Wade in that nickel package in the slot. Let him roam around, do his thing there. But that, to me, has to be a good feeling. When they walked into that building today, they studied the film. They're practicing again to know Jordan Fuller, Brendan White are our guys. Keep Sean Wade in his role. Let Kendall Sheffield, who I thought had a rough game on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Damon Arnett on the opposite side, but I expect Kendall Sheffield to bounce back. But now, Beam, you got some camaraderie back there, and now the linebackers know, hey, behind me, I've got a safety blanket in Brendan White and Jordan Fuller, so I don't have to walk on eggshells in the way that I think some of these guys have been playing uh, maybe throughout this season. But, Beam, that's such a good thing, right, to see Pete Werner, Tough Borland at the top of the box score, leading the squad in tackles. Brendan White, man, we can't show him enough love because what he's been able to do over the last couple weeks, he's really lit a fire under this defense. That has to be a really encouraging sign for Buckeye fans. Of course it does. This is a guy last week who we talked about so much that had to start, and he did. You know, Isaiah Pryor was still out, but I don't believe he made the trip up to East Lansing uh, out with an injury. But, yeah, he's your guy. You know, 25 is your guy at, at back there right now. And so one thing I will say that the defense, you know, they absolutely did. They, they played really, really well. Um, but – once again, you have to be weary because exactly what I said last week is that the reason that I wasn't that worried is because I didn't know what Michigan State was. Fair. I think Michigan State is a bad offensive football team. They are. I mean, you look at Lewerke, you look at Lombardi. Those guys getting booed at the crib. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both Lord, of them, yeah, both food. of them were, yeah, and so you know it was just it was a bad day for Michigan State. Uh, but once again, you know it's it goes back to the same thing, Matty. It, it all goes back to the confidence that you have. Yes, if you can work on this and you can say, well, even though it was against a bad offense in Michigan State, doesn't it still tells me that I can do it. Yes, and then you get that mindset heading into next game, like just do the same thing, and then all of a sudden you get freed up a little bit. You're yep. not thinking too yes. much about things, and it's such a fickle thing. The mind can be your best friend, or yes. it can be your worst enemy so the fact you go into their house you give them a huge beat down the defense plays nails all day uh even though michigan state's offense was horrendous you know the defense did you had to do your part to be able to play 100 and we've seen mediocre offenses torch ohio state let's be real about it so any type of confidence that they could get i think it's a great point that you bring up because man now you're going to go into maryland on the road Dwayne Haskins homecoming, mm-hmm. him going back to the crib. Uh, that offense should be able to put up some points. This defense are sure things up, and then we know how the Michigan game can work. You get those two teams on Coin the field, flip, man. you never know what's going to happen. I happen to think right now, X and O-wise, they are the better football team, but if Ohio State gets a momentum 
going. Uh, there's no doubt that's going to be an absolutely fun one to watch right here up the street from us. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Tuesday. We'll react to Urban Meyer's press conference, all that good stuff, college football playoff. Uh, we'll maybe dive into that for a little bit. But the Buckeyes, they got it done on Saturday night. They got some momentum going. Hopefully they can keep this ship rocking, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. And by the way, before we get out of here, Northwestern, they are your Big Ten West. Congrats, Pat Fitzgerald. Yes. That's amazing, man. Love Northwestern me. wins the Big Incredible. Ten West. With those recruits that they get up yep. there, with that man, being able to do that, that's big time. They'll be, they'll be an indie who knows who will be playing them from the East. We'll break it all down in the next couple weeks. You're listening to Locked on Buckeyes Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day